Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle Podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to actually reveal the high ticket sales process that I've been using for the last four and a half years to sell high ticket offers on the internet in one sales call. And we're going to talk about a related topic, why most painters and why most artists die poor and they just don't make money while they're alive. (laughs) And it's not going to be obvious, not one of those, because they did drugs. It's not really the answer here. And we're going to talk about how to, why their art sells for a lot of money after they die and how you can use these lessons for your business now and how you can make more money by selling things now while you're alive by knowing how all of these little processes work. And we're going to talk about how you can be right about how the world works and you can be right morally, ethically, whatever you want to say, but at the same time still lose money and not really be successful in life because those are two different things. And I'm going to talk about uh, specific examples. I'm going to demonstrate with specific examples how you can close sales, high ticket sales. So basically, uh, here's... What, that's basically what I want to do for you today in this video, and I'll do the video until I've achieved this goal. So uh, why this is important to me is because when I started in business, I didn't know all these things. I thought that I knew stuff about art. I knew stuff about sales because I went to school and I studied these things, and I thought that I knew how the world works, and yet I was kind of, well, I was completely broke, actually, not kind of broke. It was it was the economic recession, whatever, but it doesn't really matter. I was completely broke, and yet I thought I was right. And I've noticed that there's a lot of people with this mindset going around the world, and they're trying to make things work, but it doesn't really work because they're stuck in this way of thinking that they're right. Instead of changing their way of thinking into, I am a student and I need to learn. So the way to move forward in life is to keep learning. It's not by just assuming that you're right because you've done something in your life that supposedly would make you right, right? It's about are you getting results or not? And people don't understand this. So that's why it's really important to me uh, to explain the process to you and also teach you sales and so to make sure that you keep learning. Why am I qualified to talk about this? Well, I myself have closed hundreds of sales high-ticket sales on the phone over the past few years. My close rate was between 30 and 80% depending on the lead quality, and I've taught hundreds of people how to do the same. And some of them have become more successful than me, by the way. So the sales process applies not just to the business that I'm running, but also to other businesses and bigger businesses, and it's just awesome. So uh, how can you benefit if you implement this? Well, you'll be able to avoid having to meet up business owners and do multiple sales call or meet up sales cycles, which are a waste of time. And you'll be able to just get on one single call and close people for a large amount of money without all the bullshit, without all the drama, multiple meetups and general waste of time. So you'll be able to do all that with a high ticket sales process. And that's what I'm going to teach you today. So the problem that we're solving is People are stuck in this old mindset of how sales works, right? They're, they're stuck in, here's how value works, and here's how to price things, and here's what you need to do on a sales call to really get people to buy. But they're not really focused on what works. They're not really focused on, here's what will get me the high close rate, and here's what will allow me to close at a high ticket uh, 
price basically, right? So here's what will allow me to charge thousands of dollars, you know, 5,000 to 15,000 instead of, uh, you know, $500. Because the $500 thing is freelancing, right? If you sell stuff for $500, you're most of the time freelancing, unless you have super amazing productized business where you're not involved in delivery, you have hundreds of sales coming in all the time. Right, then of course, you know, five hundred dollars for shoes or something would be amazing. But if you're selling services on the internet and there's there are humans involved in delivery, then they should be high ticket. Because it, it's either you make a lot of money with low ticket and it's volume, it's products or productized, or you do high ticket and it's not that many clients, but it's a very large profit margin, right? Well, let's start with the story first, right? So there's a painter and his name was uh, let me just read this here. It's like a weird Italian name. So it's uh, Modigliani. That was his name, right? So the painter Modigliani. Mo Modigliani. Today you will know him, or if you Google him, you'll find out that actually his paintings sell for a huge amount of money. Like, like the amount of money people make by selling his paintings is just more than almost any other painter. And if you look at them, they're not that special. They're not that amazingly unique. In my personal opinion, I'm not an arts critic, of course, uh, but here's the interesting thing. When he was alive, he was completely broke. He just couldn't make money. It was completely impossible for him to make money. And turns out he was right. So he was completely right. Why was he right? Because when he died, suddenly his painting started selling for millions of dollars, right? Isn't that strange? He must have been onto something if his paintings started selling for millions of dollars after he died. Because it's not just the fact that he died that allowed his paintings to sell for millions of dollars. He actually contributed something to the art world. He was the first to do all kinds of stuff. And I'm sure you can Google it and Google will explain better what he did better than or knew what he did that was new. But he did something and he was right. And yet he was broke. And this explains many extremely talented people, some very talented, successful people or like that, very, very talented, unique, whatever, but broke, not successful in what they're doing in the sense that people appreciate it and give them money and, you know, maybe they're successful in contributing, but they can't really contribute that much because they're broke. And if you're broke, that limits your contribution, no matter how right you are. That's the, how the world works. Fortunately for some and unfortunately for others. So basically, uh, there's examples like Mogigliani or whatever his name is, and there's examples like Dali. Now, Salvador Dali, he actually was quite wealthy most of his life. Why is that? Because in the beginning he was poor, but then you would think that he learned sales, but that's not the case. That's not what happened. He was never good at sales. As far as I know, based on documentaries, books, and so on, he was never good at sales. He actually found someone else to do sales for him who became his business partner, right? and lover and whatever. So that was the case for Salvador Dali. Now most painters and most artists will never learn sales because they believe that art, if you start selling art, then you're selling your soul and so on. And they're partially right. They're partially right. But I would argue that unless you have a business partner who does the sales, like in Dali's case, and uh, possibly also, hmm, there are other artists. I can't come up with a name right now. The guy with the white hair with the pigment disorder. But anyway, um, Warhol, right? Possibly him as well. But basically, 
Uh, either you find the business partner who takes a part of your business and they sell for you, and then you know business works, or you need to learn sales yourself. So artists, they can't really do that. They're not in that mindset. They're not in that mind space. They're not really in this weird uh, optimization mindset that is required, like this weird nerdy technical mindset that is required to get good at sales. And at the same time, you need to be empathetic towards people, understand why they behave a certain way. You need to be a student of human psychology at the same time. And it's all like weird technical stuff. And it's very different from art, which is all about feelings and da 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 da. If you're all into feelings and not into data on, on while doing sales, you're going to get destroyed because you need to be kind of controlling the situation, which is very different from art, in my opinion. So most art. So here's the solution. Let's talk about, so now you know why these artists are basically broke and how some of them have solved it and most have not, right? So let's talk about how the actual sales process works. So most people, they think you need to get on a sales call, you need to be pushy and you need to do all these uh, things that you see in cheap movies. And if you go to car salesmen, you just do what the car salesmen do and you kind of scam people or push them or convince them into buying from you. This is totally the wrong approach, totally the wrong approach. The right approach is you're there to serve, right? If, you're, if you don't serve, if you're not a trusted advisor and you're not serving someone, they will know and they will not want to buy from you. You'll need to use like weird, pushy sales techniques that cause a lot of refunds and bullshit like that. So you're there to serve. You're a trusted advisor, okay? What does trusted advisor mean? It means you have, uh, actually, I'll use this as a new point. You have uh, their best interest in mind. Right? So very important. Most people who do sales, they don't have the best interest in mind of the person they're selling to. They're just doing, doing it because their vision or something like that. I want to build an empire. Duh, 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 duh. That's great. You can want to build an empire and that's even healthy. I would encourage you to build an empire, but you're on the sales call to serve. You're on the sales call because you know, you want to help people. And if there is even a, a small sense that you're not there in their best interest and you're not helping them, they will know and you will not be able to close high ticket sales. You can close like some business cards for a few hundred dollars, something like that, without knowing sales. You can close more as well, but you'll have a low close rate, high refund rate. You'll have all kinds of problems if you are not serving people. And furthermore, most salespeople, they talk about themselves and their company. Here's this thing about my company. Now, I've been on a sales meeting like that just three months ago. I was meeting payment processors when I had some payment processor issues in my business. And basically what happened was, she was telling me about her company, how many offices they have. I'm like, I don't care. I just told her straight up, I don't care about how many offices you have. I don't care how many employees you have. I don't care about any of these things. I just want to know what I want to know. And here's what I'm I'm here to find out. And she got upset with me. Like, I have this presentation ready. I'm, I don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. And I'm not the only one. No one cares. There's not a single person in the world who cares. And good salespeople or people who understand sales, they can instantly detect other people who understand sales and business owners who make a lot of money generally know sales and deal making. So what is good sales and deal making? You may wonder. So the next part is 
people buy based on emotion and motivation. Okay? Most people don't understand this at all. At all. Okay, there is a logical aspect, especially with B2B business sales, there's a logical aspect. But the sales or buying decision is made based on motivation or emotion. So you're, as a salesperson, leading and spending a lot of the sales call getting someone in an emotional state. This is, of course, only after you decide that you can help them, only after you decide that you can serve them and it's in their best interest. Then you can get them in an emotional state because they're not going to be able to make the right decision for them if they're not in an emotional state. So it's your job to do this. How to do this? Well, it's not magic. Talk about things that are important to them on an emotional level. Like, why do they need this? What will this bring to them? What value will this bring to their lives? What value will this bring to their business? And what does that actually mean for them? And why do they really want to do this? And go really, 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 really far in this. The further you go, the more emotional someone gets, the better. Because if they're not emotional, they're not going to be able to make the buying decision. And the most technical, nerdy, borderline autistic people, you can get them to be emotional and they will buy from you. Okay? So you still need to show them how... For example, you sell a business offer, how get like the business offer will get them from where they are now all the way step by step to where they want to be. Of course, you still need to do that on a logical level at some point during the call, but you cannot be like, uh, well, here's all the reasons you should buy. Here's the payment link. They'll, be, they'll just be confused. You need to get their real reasons and sell them what they actually want, which is usually not your technical little thing. They don't care about these technical little details, all these difficult, complicated machinery that, that, that make the delivery work or something like that. They'll just say, oh, I need to think about this, which means I don't know how to make this decision. It doesn't make any sense to me what you're talking about. So if you, if you understand this and if you start using this on sales calls and you go really deep into people's motivations and how they actually why they actually want to buy, you'll find that suddenly people actually do want to buy. And then what you're selling, it doesn't have to be complicated, it doesn't have to be technical, it doesn't have to be explained in super complex ways. And you can still get sales. You can still get high ticket sales. And this works. And every good salesperson that I know understands this. There's a few exception, exceptions. So if you sell to big corporations, they have these complicated buying processes with many, many decision makers involved. It's really complicated. We don't really need to go into that because that's an exception to the rule. So because the sales cycles there are like three, four, five months or whatever it is. But for most sales, this is enough. And in Business Mentor Insiders, we teach a seven-step sales process that gets you to do all of these parts and all the other parts of the sales process correctly. So we get you to do the breaking the ice correctly, analyzing and discovering if someone's going to be a good client for you, qualifying them to make 100% or even, you know, like be 100% sure that they're going to be a good client and teach them how to treat you and so on and so forth. So we, we go through all that and we make it into a beginner-friendly process so beginners can get on easier sales calls, learn sales by getting easier sales, and then get really good at sales calls as the difficulty level increases and as they get higher and higher end clients and as they get more and more sales and more experience. That's the way to learn sales, through experience using a simple proven process. So basically, when I learned sales, 
I had to do it the hard way. I had to kind of call companies with a shitty script that I just wrote myself in an Excel sheet back then. It was before Google Spreadsheets. And I was just kind of reading this Excel sheet and then like filling and changing things in the Excel sheet, trying to use different sentences or something like that. It took me years to figure out any level of sales that works. And I don't want you to go through that because after that, I actually found other people and they said, what are you doing? What is this? This is nonsense. And then they taught me a few principles that were very basic, but it made me change my process. And suddenly I could close in the phone, of course, with prior experience. And I was able to improve and modify and make a real working sales process, which is what I teach now. And, it, and it's much more beginner friendly, depending on the lead quality, of course. So now people are actually asking me to teach them this stuff. And it, honestly, it doesn't take three, four years to learn sales anymore. It really doesn't. You can learn it in a couple of months and you can get really good at it in six to 12 months. You need your 5,000 or whatever hours of practice and you can get really good at it. But to get to sales, you don't need the 5,000 hours of, hours of practice. You need to get started. And on average, it takes three, four weeks, based on my experience, for an average person to learn sales and get results. By average, I mean, obviously, not really average. People who actually want to learn sales, people who actually are smart enough, people who actually want to spend the time and uh, the effort to learn it, right? That's what I mean by average. For me, that's average, because I'm looking at entrepreneurs and people who are serious about becoming entrepreneurs. So those are my tips. Those are my ideas for you to do this. Not everyone agrees. There's a schools of thought in this and it always tends to change because the more people use a, sim, uh, a certain process, the less effective it becomes because people start to recognize patterns and stuff like that. And if everyone sells to the same audience and they use the same sales process, it kind of stops working. And that's not really ideal as you can imagine. But currently the stuff that I'm talking about works wonders it works really really well and not too many people are using it and that's fantastic all right this was our show for today please subscribe rate and review this podcast if you like it i'll see you next time if you'd like to find out more about me visit vitkin.net that's v-i-t-k-i-n.net thank you for listening to the show and see you next time and see you next